Dice. <risa> On a stormy night in 1735, a woman was giving birth to a child in Leeds Point, New Jersey. She screamed in labor, surrounded by nuns from her small Quaker community. With a final push, her child was brought into the world. But something was wrong. The baby drew its first breath and started to change. Horns shot out of the infant's head and curled like a ram's. Its arms lengthened to sinewy claws, and its legs made sickening crunches as they reshaped into the zigzagged legs of a goat. A forked tail slid out from underneath, and the child's face, now hardly human, stretched and contorted into that, contorted into that of a farm animal. Finally, leathery bat wings unfurled themselves from the child-turned monster's back, and the unholy chimera gave a piercing shriek. The dem demonic child leapt with supernatural speed, darting around the room, clawing, writhing, biting, flailing at the screaming nuns with rabid energy before scurrying up the chimney and flying off into the dark pine forest. Join us today to discover the story of a haunted wood, a disgraced family, and a founding father. That's right. Today, we are discussing the Jersey Devil. Yo, what's That's up? What's up? That's <clears throat> right. It's Jersey Devil time for our season one finale. That's right. Welcome to Monster Crazy. Uh, I'm Monster Cameron. I'm Creature Kai. <laughs> yeah, that's what's up. Uh, season one finale. Very exciting. We got the Jersey Devil. I'm excited to talk about this devil. I am fucker, too. Because he's pretty cool. Um, yeah. He's got a yeah. lot of uh, history. Yeah. A very storied beastie. Mm -hmm. Actually, he's um, he's more story than he is beast, but um, that's kind of what makes him a cool beast. Yeah. Um, so I guess we should start with with what he looks like. Depictions kind of vary, mm -hmm. but um, oh, and if you don't know, he's a he's a cryptid. Yeah, he's that's a cryptid. The, that's the genre of today's episode. Mm -hmm. um, so, but I feel like most people would have heard of him because I think mm -hmm. he, I would say he's one of the one of the big cryptids. He's like Mothman or you know any of yeah, those. He's yeah. he's up there. People Pretty know the famous. truth. But to be honest, I didn't know a lot about like what he like. I knew what he was kind of like. He was just a weird monster. But um, I didn't know. I didn't know his whole deal. And also, I didn't know much about the setting that he's in. Um, yeah. And I, that, yeah, I also learning about this the, where he lives is was also very cool for me. It's, I feel it's like. part of what gives him uh, like the, the the necessary atmosphere. Um, but uh, without further ado, um, what what the the Jersey Devil is is first of all he was initially known as the Leeds Devil, um, and he's most commonly described as a bipedal, bat winged, um, horned, wyvern like thing with a horse or goat head, small front claws, a forked tail. The ability to move very quickly and the ability to scream high pitched, yeah. Uh, and uh, he haunts an area of New Jersey known as the Pine Barrens. Yeah. So I mean, visual description wise, um, the I would say there's one very famous drawing of him that I, mm -hmm. I kind of that I take in my brain as quote unquote canon, which is the 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 drawing of him from the Philadelphia Bulletin in nineteen oh nine. I'll attach that on Twitter to the episode. But that's also I my favorite like, interpretation of him. Yeah, me too for sure. I feel like we can just descri describe this drawing a little mm -hmm. bit too. Let's which do is, it. It's pretty much what what Kai said. But yeah, big big bat wings, really scrawny 
horse-like legs with with hooves or goat-like legs with hooves and these little these little t-rex arms and a very long neck and a and a goat's head and this thing looks very misshapen and and non-proportional yeah so that's actually the thing that i like most about this interpretation of the jersey devil is if you describe that chimera that i was just giving all the attributes as and you tried to make it look majestic you easily could you know it, it, Mm it you could make it look like a cool symmetrical like majestic beast but this interpretation of it is so fucked up and wonky that if you saw that thing moving around really quickly in the woods of the pine barrens which we'll we'll also get into what the pine barrens are a little bit but it would be so fucked it would be way more fucked to see this than basically just like a hundred percent a hippogriff thing yeah i think i know i mentioned this to you before but i think that it reminds me a lot of um these the mo- some monsters from Elden Ring the like the Tyrannosaurus dogs and the and the crows and from Elden Ring and then Caleb yeah I think they have similar similar like t- proportional things and I would totally. those are really cool monsters and I would look up videos of them because I feel like that in my brain that's how the Jersey Devil would move around is the way mm-hmm. those things move around totally Very herky jerky and creepy yeah I if you look up the Jersey Devil on Google Images like the f- you'll know immediately which one we're talking about it that this image appears everywhere and it's it's the one that is the misshapen the misshapen one yeah. um but um yeah it's 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 very cool very fucked up um and also it like it screams of 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 you know devilishness and witchery like because it's so misshapen mm-hmm. and fucking bizarre it it um I think it, it speaks to its like kind of uh, spooky origins, which I guess we'll get into its origins. So, yeah, it's it's most uh, like if you're going to take it at face value, I guess if you wanted to just say where the Jersey Devil comes from, essentially it's the the child. It was that story that I was describing in the opening. There was a woman, um, and her name was uh, Deborah Leeds, and in 1735. She uh, had her 13th child. Also, this is true. Like, this is documented. There was a woman named Deborah Leeds um, who had 13 children. Well, she for sure had 12 children. Um, Mm -hmm. And then apparently when she found out that she was pregnant with her 13th, she said something like, ah, fuck this. And back then, (laughs) saying that was like a curse. Um, And so she cursed it to devilry. And... um, she had a child and then it immediately transformed into a devil and fucked around with the nuns and squiggled away into the woods to haunt them for time immemorium. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Do you have anything you want to add to that idea? Um, no, I mean, I think that, I think that I like the, I like that this is like pretty much purely a, a supernatural kind of Mm -hmm. deal. Like, I don't think there's much, I don't think it's, it's hard to take this, you know, people like, you know, for example, when people look at like the Loch Ness Monster or Bigfoot, I think there's a lot of people, you know, who might, you know, not people who try to dismiss it and be like, oh, it's just a gorilla or something, but people who are trying, who believe in it, but are trying to be like, you know, it's probably just like a species of ape that we don't know about. Sure. But with the Jersey Devil, that's just like not possible. No, like it it's, just, it's, a, it's a devil. By nature, it's a demon thing, which is yeah. awesome. There's and also no something else. It. Yeah. Something else that I really like about this origin is um, this is in 1735 and there are like still sightings of the Jersey Devil. So the idea that this thing is just an immortal cursed baby. 
that's that so just cool is around forever is so especially in this in the pine barrens which we we do we yeah uh, we gotta set the the backdrop we, here yeah so I, i'm gonna finish with one other thing about the yeah. origins of of it um a, a slightly alternate story of of this essentially same origin story is that Deborah Leakes was like a witch, and that mm. her husband he has a really fucked up name, Japheth. Um, yeah, Japheth Leeds was literally the devil himself. Um, but we'll get into who those people were. Um, they weren't a witch and the devil himself. Um, but or who knows? Ooh. Maybe uh, they were. But the backdrop of this whole thing, where this is all going down, and where the real parts of this, the, the confirmed real parts of this legitimately went down, which is, you know, that there was a Deborah Leeds and a, a Japheth Leeds who were married and had 12 or 12 and a half kids. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they were in uh, an area of New Jersey called the Pine Barrens, which I had only encountered by watching the Sopranos. Yeah. An episode where, Sopranos episode. I, also the top rated Sopranos episode of all time. Yeah. Um, really good episode. And I feel like, I feel like having watched that episode kind of, I like when I was reading out this place, I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, also fun fact about that episode that was not actually shot in the Pine Barrens. They couldn't get, um, the... I found that out when I was researching this. They they couldn't get like the licensing to go into the Pine Barrens to do that, but I've, it probably looks like that. I hope. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> it, what the Pine Barrens is is um, a rural, mostly undisturbed pine forest that stretches across more than seven counties of New Jersey. It is uh, fourteen hundred sixty-five square miles of forest, and it comprises 19% of the state of New Jersey as far as space. So it's this, just this massive forest, which I think... And also, the reason it's called the, the Pine Barrens is when people first tried to settle there, they realized that the soil was too sandy, acidic, and nutrientless to, like, farm. So it's already just, like, this massive forest that you can't turn into super habitable land. Um yeah, and something else really interesting about the like the barren part of the of the pine barrens that I learned when I was doing research into it is so yeah, there's this like barren soil that you can't grow anything in, but below the soil, um, there's this like natural reservoir. Um, so there's all oh, there's all this water that that's like sterile and like chemically pure. Or like I was just reading this thing where and it said that the. Uh, the U.S. Geological Survey said that the water is similar to, quote, uncontaminated rainwater or melted glacial ice. So it's this, like, just super pure water that I guess used to, it used to be very, like, like sea captains used to specifically seek out that water to take on voyages because it would stay drinkable for a longer period of time than, uh, like, other types of water. That's insane. That, that already feels, like, quasi-magical. I know. know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I I mean, also, the Pine Barrens, like, parts of it are off of the coast, and this is in, you know, colonial times. There were seafaring brigadiers that were in the... Like, the Pine Barrens is old and has been populated by all kinds of people in very to varying degrees but it's always stayed relatively undisturbed and rural um so it's this giant air this giant forest with magical drinking water that you can't farm um there's already there's also already some other weird stuff going on with the pine barrens like as a setting um this isn't actually weird uh, actually uh, do you want to talk about the weird stuff or the or the pineys first um 
Let's talk about the Pineys first, I guess. Okay. Yeah. So the the Pineys is a derogatory term, but I think it's probably so old and not used that it's not really a slur anymore. Um, but it was a term that was given to people who lived in the Pine Barrens in the 1700s and 1800s. And people who didn't live in the Pine Barrens were already a little bit like had sort of a foreboding feeling about the Pine Barrens because the people who lived there were essentially outcasts. There were, there was just like a bunch of poor farmers, fugitives, uh, highwaymen, Native Americans, which I guess to the white people at the time was scary, um, mm-hmm. poachers, moonshiners, runaway slaves, and deserting soldiers. So um, just a, a really big mixed bag of people who are like, dis- for their own reasons, for one reason or another, uh, are deciding to live in the middle of a gigantic f- pine forest yeah. than in little towns. Um, and these people um, called pineys also would occasionally like kind of prop up stories about the Pine Barrens and themselves as being um, frightening and mystical in its own way in order yeah. to dissuade people from going in, um, which was that's cool. Um, yeah. Something else, something I learned about the Pine Barrens too that I feel like kind of goes along with that is um, I read, and this is one of those things where like I read I read this and I like tried to look it up to find the source and all I found was other websites also saying this but I couldn't really sure. trace it back so this could just be like completely not true totally um, but uh, apparently the Native American tribe that lived in the Pine Barrens before the settlers uh, came called it called the area. Popewessing, or I don't know how to pronounce it, P-O-P-U-E-S-S-I-N-G, which means place of the dragon. And, oh, that's so sick. And then Swedish explorers called it Drake Kill, which means uh, like dragon river. Oh my God, that's so sick. Yeah. Um, but again, I have I like I tried to find like something that wasn't like like I could only find that information on websites that were like facts about the Jersey Devil instead of like anything that had was it was called like history of the Pine Barrens. So I'm yeah, not like 100 percent sure on that. But well, pretty cool whatever. anyway. I I think as we'll learn as we discuss what the Jersey Devil is, I think it's fine to accept whatever we want about it. Um, Definitely. <laughs> but it um. Another thing about the Pine Barrens is it already actually I don't know if this is already I don't I'm not it wasn't clear to me about what the timeline of these various uh, like folk legends or folklore things were but there were um, already other weird folk things there was one um, that was basically there was just a a, a pirate captain a honk, named Captain Kid and his ghost uh, was said to be haunting the Pine Barrens as on account of he had buried treasure there and this one is really funny to me. Um, it, I read somewhere that like he was sometimes the ghost of Captain Kidd was sometimes seen in the company of the Jersey Devil, <laughs> <laughs> so, just like a ghost pirate and like a fucked up goat thing, just like kicking That's it in the woods. Funny. Yeah. I imagine, yeah, I imagine just like uh, a farmer trying to like get attention and be like, "I saw the Jersey Devil," and everyone's like. Oh, dude! Everyone's seen the Jersey. We saw that. Every, like somebody saw just saw that yesterday, and he's like, "Uh, I also saw a pirate with him." <laughs> and everyone's like, "No shit!" Um, yeah. There is also this one. This one's racist. It's the ghost of the Black Doctor, and it was a benevolent ghost that um, aids travelers. And he was basically the story behind him is he was a doctor who couldn't practice medicine because he was black, so he just like went into the Pine Barrens and practice medicine and it said that if you uh 
need medical attention or something in the Pine Barrens, sometimes the ghost of the black doctor will appear and aid you. Um, actually, That's most nice of, the, of him. Honestly, most of the other like folklore things aren't. They're like kind of nice. Like there was another one that was just called the Black Dog, and usually that sounds foreboding and bad. But apparently, this one was like a harmless ghost that is just like a black dog that people were seeing. That I don't know what made people think that that was a ghost and not just someone's dog. But um, then there's the Golden Haired Girl, which is the ghost of a girl mourning her lo- her lover lost at sea. And this one's cool. The White Stag. Um, people reportedly saw a ghostly white deer that um, was said to rescue travelers in danger. And then this one's the coolest because it's real for sure is the blue hole, um, which is just an oddly clear round and blue pool of water that is 70 feet across and a hundred feet deep with a sandy bottom. And um, people, people would say that it's bottomless. Um, it's not, it's a hundred feet deep, but, um, Mm -hmm. they'd say that it was bottomless and, um, that the water stays freezing cold year round and, you know, that, that kind of thing. But mostly I I read online that it was used as a party spot, (laughs) (laughs) which I, that makes sense. It sounds cool. Yeah. I mean that definitely, I feel like just that, all that stuff together totally sets the stage of the Pine Barrens as this like, I mean, honestly, the Pine Bear, the name the Pine Barren sounds like it should be like a, fa- a name of a fantasy yeah, place. Totally. It's it's already like the backdrop is what is part of what gives the Jersey Devil some juice. So there's the, what the Jersey Devil is, is like a culmination of a lot of things. And a, a key part of what it is, is the backdrop of the Pine Barrens, which is something that I didn't really consider until I was researching him. Yeah, but, me too. I think the the water thing really got me going that i feel like i feel like that place has to be magical once i oh, learned totally. about the water i was like okay yeah there's spirits here just or something. Pr- pristine crystal clear blue water in the middle of these woods that like yeah I, honestly researching the jersey devil had me really wanting to visit the pine barrens yeah i would like to visit them too um but i hope i don't get scared if i do <laughs> um i just got scared thinking about it um <laughs> I imagine that the blue hole talked to me. Uh, no. Yep. I just imagine that. Um, okay. Well, anyways, so here's the the slightly realer story or the the more confirmed story of where the rumors of the Jersey Devil came from. So that remember that lady I mentioned earlier, Deborah Leeds, um, and yes, her, and her cool husband Jaffith. Yes. Okay. Well, Jaffith was. Um, the son of a man named Daniel Leeds. And Daniel was, uh, he, he immigrated from, um, from England, boo, um, boo. In, in 1677 or 78. It was not clear exactly which year it was. It was either one, either one of those, but that's not that important. He also, he came from a town in England called Leeds. And apparently there's two of those in England and he came from the smaller one. Um, and so he settled in pre-revolution colonial Jersey. So at this point, it's we're still a, a, a British territory. Um, and he became a pretty prominent political figure, um, serving as a bunch of different things that are positions that I'm sure don't exist anymore, like deputy surveyor of West Jersey and surveyor general of West Jersey and a judge. Yeah, we don't have judges anymore. <laughs> no, but you know, he was just—he was a guy, a man, a, a man about town, and he—he um, he started publishing almanacs, um, 
and, and he he published his first one in 1687. And he, even though he was a Quaker, he was he was a little interested in some subjects that um, weren't exactly Quaker kosher. Um, he he thought Christian occultism, Christian mysticism, cosmology, demonology, angelology. And natural magic were all cool things to study, and I agree with him on that. Especially mm-hmm. if the year is sixteen eighty seven, and you don't know anything about that, like, like I don't know. I feel like in, in sixteen eighty seven, the idea of natural magic is a lot realer, which is definitely. Um, so, like, yeah, of course, study that. You're also in like a, a mystical new land where there's yeah pools of pristine water, and I, I don't know. I Fucking, I feel like, yeah. If I if I moved to the Pine Barrens, I would immediately start believing in angels or something. Yeah, totally. Um, but the other Quakers of his community uh, found his almanacs blasphemous, and they they censored and destroyed them. And Daniel Leeds, father of Japheth, uh, grandfather of the uh, the Jersey Devil himself, got. He didn't like that, um, so he started publishing even more esoteric almanacs. Um, and ultimately he, uh, what's the word when you don't fuck with a religion anymore? He renounced, he Mm -hmm. renounced the Quaker religion and did something else. I forgot what it was. It was some other kind of Christianity and the Quakers also said, fuck you. And he kept, uh, just publishing his, his works. Um, and the Quakers eventually were just like, fuck this guy. He's clearly evil. Um, so that's who Daniel Leeds was. And Daniel had a kid who has maybe one of the coolest names ever, um, (laughs) Titan Leeds. Titan Leeds. Titan Leeds. Um, Man, bro- imagine being, yeah, naming your kid. I'm, I'm going to name my two sons Titan and Japheth. <laughs> Titan and Japheth. Um, but yeah, no, so Titan is uh, the the brother of Japheth, the, the brother-in-law of Deborah Leeds, who is the mother, he's, he's the uncle the the presumed uncle of the uh, the Jersey Devil. But Titan takes over his his. Uh, daddy's uh, almanac business and he's like i love daddy and i think daddy's cool ideas were so smart and so he continues to include astrology and and you know the esoteric content that the quakers don't fuck with um now eventually um cameron you familiar with a guy named benji frankie hmm i can't say i've heard of him Oh, how about Benjamin Franklin? Oh, yeah. I'm a huge fan. He's <laughs> basically my favorite author. Okay, yeah. Well, Benjamin Franklin also had an almanac um, named Poor Richard's Almanac. And um, Titan, Titan's Almanac, and well, the, the Leeds' Almanac, um, was eventually became competition for Benjamin Franklin's Almanac. And Benjamin Franklin, of course, being a, ma- a Quaker of science... Um, you know, didn't think that it was all too serious of an almanac if it's inclu- including freaking astrology. So, mm-hmm. um. Much more scientific to say shit like a penny saved is a penny earned. <laughs> yeah, or an apple a day keeps the doctor away. Yeah. <laughs> or get zapped by electricity from the sky. Yeah. Um, well, actually, that is very scientific. If that I is one of the most scientific <laughs> things that can happen to you. Yeah, that's like the most scientific. Um, yeah. Also, apparently, Benjamin Franklin invented uh, flippers. Like for swimming, really? I yeah. I thought I invented those. Wrong. Um. But um. So uh, eventually, though, Franklin thought it was quite silly that that Titan was publishing these things with astrology. So Franklin, um, Franklin, this is actually I I think this is pretty funny. Um, 
in Franklin's Almanac, he used astrology to predict to predict Titan's death in October of the same year. Um, and I guess Titan Leeds was a serious guy, and he didn't find it funny at all. And he published an admonition calling Franklin a fool and a liar. Um, and old old Benjamin he he also thought that was funny, and he just made a joke um, that. Titan had actually died, and he called him a fool and a liar as a ghost from the grave. Um, and then for like the rest of Titan's life, Benjamin Franklin just referred to him as a ghost, like in publications. Like he was just like anytime Titan would say something, and Benjamin Franklin was referring to him, he would like be like, "The poor ghost of Titan Leeds is trying to torment me yet again." Like he just like was pretending Dude. that the guy was dead. That's so good. That's so, that's so nasty. <laughs> yeah. Actually, this I the bit went a little too far, though, because um, Benjamin Franklin continued the bit after Titan's actual death in 1738 um, and still just kept calling him a ghost. Dude, savage as fuck. Yeah, no, didn't give a fuck. Gunned him down. Um, mm-hmm. But essentially, uh, you know... The, 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 this Leeds family already had sort of a bad rep with the Quaker community, um, and now a founding father or a to-be founding father is just like on the record constantly calling Titan Leeds a ghost, <laughs> um, who's who hangs out in the Pine Barrens. Yeah, um, and it's really silly that this is like how it kind of started. But um, there's a quote that I have here by. Um, uh, uh, Keene University historian of science Brian Regal and it was during the pre-revolutionary period the Leeds family who called the Pine Barrens home soured its relationship with the Quaker majority the Quakers saw no hurry to give their former fellow religionists an easy time in circles of gossip his referring to Daniel Leeds wives had all died as had several children his son Titan stood accused by Benjamin Franklin of being a ghost (laughs) (laughs) the family crest had winged dragons on it and and in a time when thoughts of independence um also i didn't mention this earlier but this is referring to the leeds family um was sympathetic to the brits um but in in a time when thoughts of independence were being born these issues made the leeds family political and religious monsters from all from all this over from all this over time the legend of the leeds devil was born references to the jersey devil do not appear in newspapers or other printed material until the 20th century the first major flap came in 1909 which we'll talk about but um so essentially by the late 1700s or early 1800s at the latest the leeds devil had become a legendary just ghost or monster story just like enough quakers had just been like Fuck these guys. Benjamin Franklin calls them a ghost and they seem yeah. to like astrology. Um, so they just like started saying, ooh, the Leeds devil of the woods. And then that got solidified just like by the early to mid 1800s. Um, these stories just continued to circulate and solidified rumors of just a monster wandering in the Pine Barrens. Yeah. Um, it's crazy how stuff like that can just. Like snowball, uh, like snowball, yeah, and just go completely out of control and become something completely different and something awesome. Oh, something so cool! Also, like thing- imagine, like there's no way you could ever. You look at that picture of the Jersey Devil we were talking about before, and there's no way in hell you in hell uh, you or in the Pine <laughs> Barrens um, that you could like ever imagine where that came from or try to trace it back. 
Yeah, you let know? alone just it's like a family that like Benjamin Franklin didn't get along with, and that's why yeah. you know, there's an idea that there's a creature in the woods. I know like, it's crazy. It says a lot about Benjamin Franklin's power, and maybe how it he really does. It. I think he may have been a magician. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, um, uh, you oh, mentioned that also. We were talking about how it was originally called the Leeds Devil, and it like gradually became called the Jersey Devil. I have another little fact to throw in here that I, I again couldn't find a source for, but it was in um, several of the things I read that apparently, in addition to being called the Leeds Devil and the Jersey Devil, it's also sometimes been called the Hoodle Doodle Bird or the Wazzle Bug. <laughs> Man, Dr. Seuss was up in that bitch <laughs> looking, looking, for the pine, look, looking around the Pine Barrens. The Hoodle Doodle Bird. <laughs> Man, that is so much less silly. The wazzle bug. The, the hoodle doodle bird of the pine barrens. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it doesn't fit. <laughs> no, not even a little bit. Um, also, something I forgot to mention. Um, so, like, the Leeds family crest did have that winged dragon on it, and um, it kind of became associated with, like, I feel like family crests are not something that people are just, like, constantly showing around, but um, not in this case, because Titan Leeds, like, was putting the his dragon family crest on the cover of all of his almanacs. So, oh, yeah. um, like, also, I mean, if you have an almanac about like angelology and demonology, and you put a a winged dragon on it, and then Benjamin Franklin starts calling you a ghost, and your mom had or your oh wait, let's see, your sister in law had thirteen kids. Like, you know, it it yeah. does, it starts to paint a picture. Like, they didn't do anything wrong other than liking Britain. But um, yeah. other than liking Britain, they were basically just, like, fine. And But I can see how, like, a witchy picture in a Quaker society starts to get painted, you know? Definitely, yeah, yeah. Especially with the backdrop of the Pine Barrens that we've already uh, explained. Yeah, um, I feel like the Pine Barrens is the kind of place where, like, you, uh, almost anything could eventually grow into the, a legend of a monster being there. Totally. Which yeah. is, I would love to be right next to a place like that. Minnesota doesn't really have any of that other than, like, if you just drive by cornfields and, like, dream. But yeah. with, how, with how, like, supernatural the Pine Barrens feel, I feel like if, like, the Leeds family had never existed, it could very well have just been, like, you know, a kid was being like, I hate my teacher. She's a she's a real she's evil. And she's a I feel real like that devil. could just also just grow into the Jersey Devil. <laughs> I, I feel like it's a that, it's a That's a cool a, idea that in all universes the, the Jersey Devil exists in like the, the cultural meta, regardless yeah, I feel of like its, it's origin. a carcinization type thing. That's so cool. I, I, I like that idea. It also I at that you know with how juicy the backdrop is and how it like is just so ripe for creating these kinds of folklore things it's like it gives life to the to the root like i feel like you know why isn't the jersey devil real like i don't know if it's actually like, yeah. a thing walking around but i think if something's been like in the cultural cultural eye for 300 years or whatever it starts to like base like I mean, whatever, it's real. Even yeah. if it's not literally real. I don't know if I'm making sense, but... No, that's the best part of a supernatural cryptid, is you can just always say, fuck you, it's real. It yeah. doesn't matter. I think I'm... That's that's the stance I'm going to take on it, honestly, is yeah. fuck you, it's real. Um, Let's but, talk sightings. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, this is a fun, funny thing. Uh, one of the earliest sightings was uh, Joseph Bonaparte, the elder brother of Napoleon Bonaparte. Um claimed to have seen the Jersey Devil while hunting on his border town estate, 
Bordentown estate in in roughly 1820. That's um, so funny. He's like, yeah. my my brother's so popular. I need <laughs> I need some attention now. <laughs> yeah, his his brother is just out there being a conqueror. He's like, I saw a dragon. <laughs> I saw the Jersey Devil. I saw a beast that you would not believe. Yeah, it was. A, yeah, they were both like you know Napoleon and Joseph were 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 coming home for Christmas or something, and mm. and the mom's like, "Oh, Napoleon, you conquered so many countries, you win so many battles. I love you, Napoleon." And Joseph's like, "Uh, uh, uh, uh I saw the devil. <laughs> I was in the woods in America, and I saw the devil." Um, yeah, man, French people. That's hilarious. Um, then, honestly, a lot of the other sightings, like, there's a lot of, I'd say, just, like, essentially miscellaneous sightings. Like, yeah. during 1840 and, and 41, the Jersey Devil was playing, blamed for a string of livestock killings, and there was just, like, they, people found, like, unusual tracks and heard strange screams, but also, I mean, whatever. I've, there, a lot of a lot of the Jersey Devil sightings are kind of just, like, basically that. Um, yeah. But, in 1909... Uh, this one's interesting. Um, there was a massive wave of sightings in 1909 um, mm-hmm. over the course of a week, from January 16th to 23rd. To the 23rd, um, there was newspapers that just like published hundreds of uh, claimed encounters all over South Jersey, uh, yeah. including an alleged attack by two things that don't really exist anymore: a trolley car and a social club. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess social clubs maybe exist, but no one calls it that. There's a really good so yeah a lot I feel like yeah the 1909 one there's just like a shit ton of sightings but there's one really good one that I wanted to to bring up yeah do um it. that's probably my favorite sighting of this is uh Navy Commander Stephen Decatur was testing cannonballs um with his <laughs> cannon at uh, Hanover Mills Works in the Pine Barrens and he reportedly allegedly he saw the Jersey Devil and he shot a cannon at it. <laughs> and he yeah. hit it with the cannonball, and the cannonball blew a hole in the Jersey Devil, but the Jersey Devil was not bothered and flew away. <laughs> and then they found they found apparently, according to to this, they found they found strange tracks, hoof like hoof tracks in uh in fields, but bloodhounds would not follow the tracks. They refused. Oh, that's actually that's really cool. Yeah. I really like uh, that 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 like specific that just little chunk of that that 1909 is is so that I feel like solidifies it being you know it's a devil it's supernatural it's not yeah. it may be like flesh and blood but it doesn't it's but like you can only blow kind a hole of. in it and it'll fly away yeah it's a curse it's a, it's curse. a devil um, that similarly um, so the, apparently the devil attacked a trolley car in a social club and police uh, reportedly fired on the creature to no effect. Um, so it would be cool if that was still happening with police, but they fire with effect now. They have a lot of, they have some very bad effects nowadays. Yeah. yeah nowadays we need to, we need to get ourselves some, yeah, unlike back cops. then they were great back then. Yeah. The cops <laughs> used to be awesome in 1909. Yeah, people, pipe people in 1909 weren't racist at all. No way, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, over 1909, hundreds of things, reports of strange footprints, um, vigilante groups and bands of haunt- hunters started combing through the pines looking for the devil. The Philadelphia Zoo posted a $10,000 reward for the creature, which brought in a variety of hoaxes. This one's very funny. Um, someone tried to get $10,000 from the Philadelphia Zoo by uh, with a kangaroo that they had 
put artificial claws and bat wings on. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's sick. That's an another, adorable actually, image. There was actually another. I don't remember if this is in 1909, but a circus actually offered $100,000 oh, to fuck. someone, who whoever could bring in the Jersey Devil. That's one thing. That's I was saying before we started recording, old, like, Old-timey cryptids are the best because people nowadays don't do shit like that. The zoo is not going to offer $10,000 no. anymore. That's a thing of the past, and it was so cool that well, they also, did that. Also, the idea that, like, you know, P.T. Barnum could hear about, like, some fucked-up creature and be like, I need to have it. Um, yeah. Like, you, you can't really do that anymore. Like, I think that's so cool that people were just essentially, like, bidding for uh, this creature's head. Um, yeah. I think they yeah, I feel like when I feel like when when like a circus offer like when the when the zoo offers t- if it's a zoo and it offers ten thousand dollars I'm like okay they actually want it but a circus offering a hundred thousand dollars that's to me is some like is you know uh, some guy being like oh there's no way this thing is real um, I'm gonna like I'm gonna raise my profile but I would just love for it for the guy to be like yeah no I'm not gonna have to pay a hundred thousand dollars to anyone this thing isn't real and immediately somebody brings it in I don't <laughs> it know just I goes can- bankrupt. I could see like like a PT Barnum kind of guy being like, "This is gonna be the real moneymaker, the Jersey Devil, the Leeds Devil of the East Coast in my possession. It's gonna be rich. I'm gonna be rich." PT you know? Barnum, famous for never trying to pull a scam or or, or like pull one over on it. Pull one over. He on was someone. probably the guy who did the kangaroo. Yeah. Um, but um, actually, uh, also um, this one is sort of funny. I don't know why it was included in sightings because it seems about like this one has like some detail to it, and it seemed like I don't know about as unfounded as anything else, if not more. But in Greenwich during December of 1925, a local farmer shot an unidentified animal as it attempted to steal his chickens, and then he took a picture of the corpse. And then I couldn't find that picture anywhere online. I scoured, and he just claimed that he showed 100 people the photo but none of them could identify it um which i think is so funny that like 100 people he he showed 100 people the photo and no one could tell what the weird creature was and then he also conveniently doesn't have the photo anymore yeah like you know after you show 100 people a photo the photo's used up it goes (laughs) away the durability bar goes down yeah 100 percent um Hopping back to 1909 really quick. I just forgot mm-hmm. to read. I have a quote from a, from a newspaper from the Trenton Times uh, in January 1909 that is, I think this is, a, this is another fun piece of like kind of supernatural-ish lore about the Jersey Devil. Um, this quote is, The trail of the beast leads to the belief that the animal is two-legged with hoofs like a horse, has wings and is able to fly, possesses a remarkable form so that it may crawl through a hole less than a foot in diameter, and is sufficiently cat-like to walk on fences and over chicken coops that would not bear up a 20-pound weight. Yeah, he's describing like an invisible... Like He's describing like yeah, something that can do he's whatever. He's describing a, a ghost, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah. Something, I mean, something that, that is like, you know, like ghostly or whatever, but also still leaves tracks is very cool. I feel totally. like to me that's less like... I imagine less like an ethereal, like like ghostly, you can't touch it thing, and more like it's like... It's just something else. We just don't... I f- it doesn't I like follow rules. It reminds me of Pennywise a little bit, where it's like you, you can touch him, but he's he's some, he's he's next level, you know? Yeah, there's something going on. It's just it's a type of thing that we don't know what it is, and we could, can't classify it. I agree with that entirely. It's it's a new type of flesh and blood. Yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, 
there are a number of other sightings from like the 30s up to the 60s and also still today but yeah. they're all i'm not like I don't think we need to go through them because it's basically yeah, just most like of them are uninteresting. Like a, a bunch of boys saw a weird thing. Like, you know, you, you get the idea. They're reciting someone, it, you know, killed someone's cow or something. You know, it's, it's yeah. all that it's all that noise. Um, yeah, something I did find interesting about all the sightings going through them um, is just the the fluctuation in like height of how people report it. Um, like some oh, people will say it's like, you know, like six feet tall or whatever. Or like so, some people said it was like, you know, slightly taller than the average sized man. So that's sure. probably six one. Um, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. And, but so I also saw people say that it's 10 feet tall. Um, but you know, either, I mean, either way that is, this is a, th- a picture that I look at and I kind of imagine it being kind of small. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I imagine this being like a four foot tall kind of creature, but reading that people see it six and 10 feet tall makes it so scary. Totally. I think, I think I prefer six. I don't know. I think six is a better height for it. 10, it becomes too much of like a physical monster to me. I don't know. And I I don't know. To me, there's something spookier about it being man size where maybe for a moment you could mistake it as a guy, but then it, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe it can change sizes. I mean, we've already kind of established that we don't think it obeys normal rules. Yeah. I, I like it. I like the idea of it being 10 feet tall because I think that really enhances it being really gangly and, and, and fucked up and, sure. and kind of non-proportional. Just this big, like, looming, crooked thing. You okay. Know? You, you saw, I think they're both good. Yeah, I do also think they're both good. <laughs> um also, so with the 1909 sightings, um, this is something that I agree with. There is a medical sociologist named Robert E. Bartholomew, and he cites the 1909 sightings as a wave of mass hysteria caused by the regional urban legend. And I, um, mass hysteria is very cool and very weird and very real. Um, like, if, if you look into the satanic panic of the 80s, I mean, I know that we had we all had like parents and stuff who lived through. I, I mean, I guess maybe some of the people listening don't have to be in their twenties, but um, I just for some reason imagine everyone listening is basically just different clones of Cameron and Kai. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they, uh, I don't know. The, the Satanic Panic is crazy, and honestly, if you don't know a lot about mass hysteria, like even if you know what it is, but you just don't haven't uh, dived deep into it, I would say that that is a really really awesome like wikipedia dive to go on mass hysteria is crazy and i feel like the 1909 sightings is even if even if i do kind of believe in the jersey devil i i think that it's really easy to get a group of people kind of just like whipped into a frenzy if you yeah i mean yeah. it's the kind of thing where you look at this and we talked about it in the, the snally gaster episode mm-hmm. two which was one of the first few episodes i think episode three or something that's a fun one you should listen mm-hmm. um but it's the same, you know, you look at something like this where it's like, okay, these are the newspapers and they're like whipping people into a frenzy by publishing these crazy drawings of monsters and saying that this monster's walking around and everyone goes crazy and believes it for like a few weeks or months or years or whatever. And you look at that and you're like, okay, that's like, that's an old timey thing. But it's still, it's, it's, we, it's just that people don't read newspapers anymore. Like the same shit happens with social media, like tw- the 2016, like creepy clown stuff. You remember that? Yeah, when totally. Everybody on social media was like, they're evil clowns that live in the woods and everyone sees them now. And it just like, it started happening because and everybody people, said it. People were basically just willing to accept that at face value. Like a large yeah. population was willing to just be like, oh, so there's creepy clowns now. 
Go yeah, ahead. exactly. It's the type, and it's that type of thing. I feel like even outside of you know being like monsters or supernat- supernatural stuff, that just happens. Where you know one person will go on social media and say something, and it'll go viral, and that's just in everybody's brain forever now. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's, it can be as simple as like turns of phrase. Um, you 100%. know, people. Just, yeah. I think or like that's, a, a funny video that everybody references forever and it becomes a thing. Yeah, just a human thing. And I, I think what's like it what's interesting about that is it's just like I feel like people as individuals, like how I feel about myself is that I have a pretty solid idea of how the world works and like not not in any real way, but like you know, I'm like, this makes sense, this doesn't. Um mm-hmm. and I think most people feel that way. Like most people feel that they have an understanding of the world and it's, it just proves how fragile that sense is like, because I think I'm not saying that I'm above being whipped into this frenzy just by thinking that it's interesting. Like I, I, I am positive if like I started hearing weird noises in the woods by my house and everyone around me was like, Oh yeah, that's the demon that lives here. Um, and then the news, which I, at this point in history, trust, is like, um, yep, it's the demon. I'd be yeah. like, fuck, it's the demon. And like, I think that it would not be very hard to do that to me right now. Definitely. <laughs> I think something that I think is, I mean, not to get like lame or annoying or whatever, but like, I think that the way that people think about science and like truth right now is really kind of like, fucked up in that like you know throughout human history every however much period of time uh every uh, the entire paradigm shifts and everything you know there's something new is discovered where we're like oh everything that we thought about we're actually not thinking about in the right way you know what i mean it's a very i think it's a very modern thing to be like to be living right now in 2022 and read about say like medieval science or, or medicine mm-hmm. or like you like know the dreamy draining, devil or whatever draining the black humors from your veins because you yeah, have a exactly. cold or whatever and being like oh well they they were stupid but we have it figured out now and it's like yeah that's every a, everybody that's throughout history always thought that they had it figured out you think that we're like somehow we're the people who figured it out like no there's a there's so much stuff that it will change and that we don't mm. know. And I don't, th- and I'm not saying that that means like, you know, in a year they're going to be like, Oh my God, ghosts exist. And the Jersey devil is real. But yeah, I just totally. think that there's, you know, there's something to be said for having an open mind and not, not kind of like thinking you're above that. Like, I, yeah, exactly. I, I don't, I'm not completely confident that I do believe in the Jersey devil, but I think my main point that I was getting at earlier is like, who, who fucking knows the world is really weird. Um, there's weird shit. There's weird shit all the time. Like, uh, do, 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 do you remember that? Okay, well, we're getting on a tangent, but remember that pentagram crystal? Oh, yeah, yeah. That thing's crazy. <laughs> yeah, well, we. I guess that's just... We, we don't that, need to explain that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's like... There, I don't know. It's, it's. I feel like it's stupid to think that you know everything and that people who got yeah. whipped into a frenzy over something a long time ago are stupid for it. I, Definitely. I guarantee... And hey, I'm going to go another, of, another level of lameness. You're doing yourself a disservice if you don't keep an open mind about the world being magical. I also completely earnestly agree with that. I like to keep a certain level of, of stupid whimsy in my own worldview, so I'm... You have I, to. I believe in the Jersey Devil, baby. Um, but... Anyways, I do think that the 1909 thing was mass hysteria, and I think that we're all susceptible to it, and you should look up mass hysteria. But um, 
Oh, also, oh, this is a funny thing. Um, for explanations of it, there is a survivalist named Tom Brown Jr. who spent several seasons living in the Pine Barrens, and he recalled uh, accidentally frightening a bunch of hikers um, who thought that he was the Jersey Devil because he had covered his whole body in mud to protect himself from the mosquitoes. Um, so he was just a guy who was hiding in the woods for like a year and a half or something and was just coated in mud and like would scare hikers um, by accident just by looking like a crazy guy. That's pretty funny. Another another explanation for like what the Jersey Devil may quote unquote like have actually been was um, I read that people some guy said that it was he thought it was sandhill cranes that people mm-hmm. were seeing, which is a type of crane. Which when I read that I was like, oh, that must be a big and and scary bird. Uh, but I looked it it's up. It's not and really. Sandhill cranes are they're like yeah they're like three or four feet tall, wingspan of around like five feet. And well, I do think like when I was looking at, when I was describing the Jersey Devil picture, I do think that I would the way that I would compare that type of proportion would be like a, you a know crane. like a, a shoebill crane or, or yeah. like an asdarkid, which is like a giant like a, a pterosaur or like I don't mm-hmm. know if it's a pterosaur exactly. I'm not uh, yeah, but look those up those are really cool um but it definitely feels like avian like with the like very skinny limbs totally um, that's and like very very uh gangly and like and big like, head yeah long long it, it looks kind of like a bird so i can see where that comes from but i choose to believe it's actually just a demon that looks like a bird yeah actually jeff brunner of the humane society who said that um what a buzzkill man I mean, yeah. you study wildlife and the the things, and you're just like, oh, this legend that's like, you know, five times as old as I'm gonna be is has to be this shitty little bird. That's I mean, right. Hey, listen up, Jeff Brunner of the Humane Society. I'm starting the Inhumane Society, and I'm coming <laughs> after you. Yep, Jeff Brunner, better turn around right now, because guess what? <laughs> Sink. Um, nah, just kidding, Jeff Brunner. I would never harm you. No, but the, but the but Jersey, Jersey Devil, Devil might. might um that was cool yeah. we said that in tandem that was cool is there anything else we we want to we want to talk about not really i think we should rate this bad mama jama yeah well actually no wait i have i have one more thing i forgot mm-hmm. this is a this is a funny little thing to to wrap up the discussion i saw this is a comment i saw on the uh jersey devil cryptid wiki page which has really good comments i've been looking every each time we do a cryptid i've been trying to look at those comments um but this is a comment it says I saw one of those fake TikTok that they do animal hybrid with mixing some DNAs. <laughs> so I wonder if it's real. If it's real, I can create one of these. <laughs> that person has awesome self-confidence. Yeah. <laughs> I can create a Jersey Devil. <laughs> That's Don't worry, sick. guys. I'm going to figure out how to create it. People um, made a Jersey yeah. Devil. Um, well, do you want to go first or should I go first? Uh, you, why don't you go first? Okay. I think. I'm I'm gonna give the Jersey Devil. Um, I'm gonna give it a score that includes my composite feelings about the backdrop and the history of what it is and all of that. Um, and I'm gonna give it um, nine uh, horrifying shrieks in the Pine Barrens at night um, out of ten, just because I think that it is so like its origin story. Um, it's it's like literal origin story where you know it's like a, a woman has a devil baby is whatever but the 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 way that it came to be in like the public mind is so weird and cool to me and has so much weird <clears throat> it, it it shows some it has so many implications for just like 
how weird people are. <laughs> um, yeah. That I I I gotta love it, and also the creature itself, just like a bastard child that is three hundred years old, that's ri- roaming through this like weirdly uncharted part of the U.S., like on the coast, like in a kind of magical forest, is sick as fuck to me. Um, so I, I gotta I gotta give this bad boy a, a heavy score. I'm nine feels right to me. Yeah. I think I, I think that I, I might also go uh, nine foreboding hoof prints out of uh, <laughs> ten on on this on the Jersey Devil and something that I, I something about like its kind of visual design or mm-hmm. design quote unquote that I I've wanted to bring up before we finished is I do really like how it looks like a fucked up withered dragon especially oh, with totally. how much dragon related stuff is kind of in its well, it lineage looks, and, it looks, and history. It looks like a dragon that's really sick. Yeah, you know? it looks like a, a, a mangy mammal dragon that mm-hmm. it didn't grow right. Like It looks yeah. like a, a dragon that started drinking coffee when it was five. <laughs> totally. It didn't realize it was going to stun its growth. Um, but I just love the like very subtle... I get that's another thing with the Snallygaster. That was also like a dragon-esque cryptid. Mm-hmm. I think dragon... I think dragon-esque cryptids that aren't actually dragons stay yeah. winning. Dragon with a dragon with a twist. Yeah. Um, but yeah also, that's, that's check that. out our Snallygaster episode. It's also an East Coast cryptid that um, has a cool history. Um, well, anyways, oh, we have we have an announcement. Announcement. Announcement um, time. Yes, it's time for an announcement. Um, one of us is going on tour for their side podcast. It's Cameron. He's going on tour for his side podcast. Podcast about yeah, list. my side project. Yep. Check check out his side pro- his side podcast. Podcast about list. Don't. Um. But we uh we are host. So for about a month, we're not going to be releasing episodes, which is okay. That's not very long. But in the off season, I have a tasty little surprise for you. We both do. It's called the um. M C M M O S C or McMosk for short. Um, and what that is is the Monster Crazy Monster Maker Off Season Challenge. And essentially, what that is is if you remember our Monster Maker double feature episode where Cameron and I both drew a monster and talked about how cool it was. Um, <laughs> we're inviting all of you guys to do that and submit your monsters to us. It's um, well, I, I will post the rules and like the dates that you, you know. We'll post all the all the the stuff you need. Mm-hmm. But it's um, you're gonna be it. It's more of an idea contest than it is a drawing contest. So like, just write a brief ish. I don't know. You, it, it's kind of a a, a free for all. But write some sort of little thing describing what your monster is, what it's like, what it does, what its person. You know, just describe your monster to us. Um, do a little sketch. It doesn't. You know, it doesn't need to yeah, be perfect. Yeah, you don't have to be a, a pro artist. No, like just... I. Yeah, or Cameron. Or anyone who's beautiful at art. Um, but we're, that's not what we're grading you on. We're we're grading you, your homework, on just on how... On Monster. On Monster. On how cool Monster is. And Cameron and I will um, deliberate amongst our... Is that the right word? Yeah, I think so. Okay, yeah, we'll deliberate amongst ourselves, and we will be judging all of your submissions, and we will declare a winner... Uh, at the end of the off season, and the fabulous prize is um, a, a monster wheel of monster fast pass. So basically, you just get to tell us uh, what monster you want us to do, and we'll we'll do that episode. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, we'll do. So, you get it. You get you get a free pick for for a season two episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so you better you better get those monster minds. Uh, monster making. Monster making. Get those get those gears turning. Um, and you axles can, grinding. You, you can submit to our. We're going to make a Discord channel for it. You can submit there, or if you want, you can DM our Twitter account. If you don't mm-hmm. want anyone else to see your monster and steal your idea, um, and if your monster's bad, it will come to life and kill you. That's true. Um, <laughs> also, uh, oh yeah, another thing like this. I don't know how much of a prize this is, but we will also like you know be like shouting out who won and what their monster is and how cool we think it is. Like, you know, we're, yeah, yeah. But of course. That goes um, without saying. Yeah, but uh, man, I guess we're not spinning the wheel today because that's that's that. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's the end of season one. Um, yeah, thank you guys yeah. for for listening and staying staying crazy for Monster. This has been a really fun show to do, and and hopefully you know we can keep growing it and and doing cooler and better stuff with it. We have some ideas for next season. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, I guess stay stay monster crazy, and we'll be back in like a month or so. Yeah. Bye.